Welcome to a special episode of Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street. In our bonus episodes, we like to give some airtime to stories and individuals that are doing something just that little bit special. Today's guest is Mark McCulloch, the man behind the epic movement that is Hospitality Rising. Coming up on today's show... Mark comes up with a cracking band name. Wuhan Elbow, greetings. Phil explains what happens when two Scotsmen get together. I apologise to anybody who hasn't got a scooby-doo what we're talking about today. And Mark delivers his entry for derogatory saying of the year. Absolute dad at the disco behaviour. All that and so much more as Mark chats us through his story so far, as well as taking us through every and all things Hospitality Rising, the largest hospitality recruitment campaign the world has ever seen. Don't forget to keep sharing these stories as far as you can. It really makes a huge difference. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street. We've been complaining for a while now that there seems to be a real lack of people within our great industry and that we're not doing enough to attract more in. Well, today's guest is doing something about that. He is the founder of Supersonic Inc., one of the most recognisable marketing and branding companies across hospitality, as well as the awesome Supersonic Marketing Podcast. And of course, he has the brains and energy behind the wonderful thing that is Hospitality Rising. So a massive welcome to Mark McCulloch. Hi, Phil. Thanks so much for having me. No worries at all. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's uh, it's It's been a long day. And I, at the moment, I'm working a lot of weekends as well with this thing that I'm doing with Hospitality Rising. So yeah, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to a wee few days off just at the Easter break coming up. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. Right. Yeah, well, it seems to be gathering a little bit of pace, but we'll come on to all of that uh, yep. at some point down the line. Uh, where are you recording from today? I'm in uh, sometimes sunny Brighton. It's, it's been a bit changeable today, but yeah, I'll, I live in Brighton. I'll get buried here. It's my favourite place on earth. And yeah, nice. I just feel feel lucky to be here. Yeah, it's the it's just the best. So yeah, very glad to be here in Brighton. And uh, I'm going to ask you a question that all Scots people have to ask other Scots people. Uh-huh. Which part of Scotland are you from? Oh yeah. So um, I, so usually when I'm talking to someone non-Scottish, I'll start at Glasgow and then just see the face reaction to where I'm going to go from there. If I just end the conversation at Glasgow, because it's too much for them to take. So, yeah, so I'm Ayrshire, so west of Scotland, uh, okay. west is best and all that. So uh, I'm mm, from a little town called, <laughs> well, I'm from a little town called Cowinning. Oh, right, okay. Claims to fame, I suppose, first ever Masonic Lodge, I think. So number, number nothing is called the, the Mother Lodge. Uh, not that I'm a Mason, but that was... Um, I think that's probably the most... Oh, oh um, the other one is, uh, you know, Men at Work, Land Down Under? Yes. So the singer from that was from Co-Winning originally, yeah. I think. Is it really? And there yeah. was me thinking that they were all from Australia. But there yeah, we are. there you go. So, yeah, I think he was an adopted Australian. But uh, right. I, think that's, I think that's our main claims to fame, I think. Right. Yeah. I've definitely got to work harder on my knowledge of claims to fame. I'm from Perth originally. <laughs> Apart from St. Johnson, I've got no idea what else goes uh, on in Perth these the, days. Lee, Lee Strainfall? I think you're you're up for the Lee Strainfall kind of area, aren't you? Perth is usually oh, I don't pretty, know. pretty well, good. I, I, I don't live anywhere near there now, so I um, <laughs> that, that's kind of... I, I don't really care if it's the Lee Strainfall yeah. place. Yeah, Tina Park. Tina Park as well, I suppose, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I suppose we should apologise then to anybody who's listening because basically what happens to me as soon as I speak to somebody from Scotland mm-hmm. is that I, I go all broad again. And uh, mm-hmm. so I apologise to anybody who hasn't got a scooby-doo what we're talking about today. Yeah, we'll try We'll try our best and slow it down. And also, it's going to be a bit tricky maybe to differentiate between us. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get there, I'm sure. It's hopefully, it's a good accent to listen to, right, I think. I believe there's a, yeah. there's somebody told me somewhere that it's the best rendition of the Queen's English comes from the Scottish accent. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I've no idea what any of that means, but it <laughs> sounds sounds fabulous. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll take that one with. Anyway, probably not make this about accents for the uh, for the whole time. But um, anyway, so you're. It's actually it's really good to speak to a podcaster because. Uh, well, I was going to say it was really good because normally podcasters have got all their tech in place, but we had a we had a little bit of a tech 
yeah. breakdown before we came on. But I'm so sorry. I, as I say, I basically I tidied away all my kit at the weekend just to make the place tidy, and uh, I was just lazy. And I thought I'll get away with it on a lapel mic, and it didn't work. So yeah, I'm still finding out about that equipment. <laughs> yeah, no worries. The evolution of your own knowledge on tech. <laughs> That's it. Great. Well, uh, let's get to it then. I mean, the uh, before we get into Hospitality Rising, there's obviously a story to you Ooh. and how you ended up in this position anyway, kind of coming up with the idea in the first place. So just take us back to the beginning of your kind of life in hospitality and how did you get into the the industry in the first place and, and just talk us through from there? Yeah, so I guess I was, I was always outside hospitality until around 2009. So I'd been at Barclaycard, LastMinute.com and music magazines and all sorts. And then I saw a job advert for Yosushi and I was really keen to join Yosushi. Like when I first moved down to London, I felt like it was a different world for a wee boy from where I was from. You know, eating sushi, they went round on a belt with robots and all these things. Yeah, yeah so I was keen to join them. They were a real dear place in my heart. So I applied, I wrote them a ransom note and said... Um, Help, I've been captured by a bunch of bankers because one of Bally called it thing. Uh, right. Please help, uh, sort of thing. So, uh, not a euphemism got... of bankers. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> no, a bunch, bunch of nice people. But, uh, but uh, yeah, just, I just wasn't really for me, the, the banking world. Um, and then basically, I was phoned up while I was very drunk in Hyde Park watching Blur. And Obviously. Uh, said, Can, yeah, definitely. And then he said, Can you come in for a, an interview the next day? So sobered up, brushed myself down, uh, you know, went went to the interview. It was five interviews to get the job because it was quite a lot to go through. But yeah, so for much less money, um, I went from Polycard to Yosushi because it was a passion. You know, I, I really thought the hospitality industry could be great and, and I was right. So joined as senior market manager, made my way up to sort of head of market, market director type thing. And then on the board as well at 33 so that was good I felt really proud of that and yeah I, I, I loved every minute of it you know great gang there and great team and and my brief was I mean thanks to Robin Rowland uh, who hired me uh, the boss there and he wanted to take a chance on someone outside of hospitality he wanted some fresh thinking which was great and my brief was make us cool again that was it right. so I got to do all these super fun things and, uh, and and really just make it a cool, fun brand that it used to be. So the main things in that really were, you know, we were investing in Facebook in 2009 at 10 grand a month. You know, we, we and that was half my marketing budget almost. Like right. we were really wow. brave, forward thinking. Uh, I got to, I got away with so much. I got to do, you know, pretty much what I wanted to do. Um, and luckily enough, most of it, worked and most of it landed so we won a couple of webby awards um which was like the oscars for you know sort of web design so yes that yep. was all great and then finished up there uh was there for a couple of years but then it just uh had ran its course sort of thing and then i got a hop skip and i jumped to a music website music's my first love really so i went to peter gabriel's music website called we seven so it was trying to be a spotify competitor we okay. then sold that to tesco we all lost our jobs straight away because they didn't need more beardy, specky marketing people. You know, they had enough of those themselves. <laughs> and then I started up on my own and I was only three or four days into starting up on my own. And then a job came up with Pret, and I thought, I've got to try for this. I mean, not got to take it, I've got to try for it. And then I think 180 something people applied for it, like serious candidates. And I was lucky enough to get it. So I was in there for a year heading up UK marketing and working with, you know, just wonderful people. I mean, Pretz is every bit as great on the inside as you would imagine. Right. But I thought if I take this job, I'll talk about Pret every day for the rest of my life, my working life anyway. And, and it's true. I do every single day. Um, but nice things happen. You know, I was on the phone to Pano, the, the new CEO, a recent CEO, you know, only yesterday, uh, or sorry, last, last week. And uh, yeah, and we were talking about, you know, he was calling up for a bit of chat on, you know, Pret's marketing and Pret's recruitment. And so with that Pret alumni is quite strong. If you've right. ever been at Pret, no matter if you even work together or not, you still, 
it's all, it's almost back to the Masons. It's almost like being in the Masons, where you know you 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 know it's a little wee wink to go. You're all right. You you know you've 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 been at the best. So it's a real uh, it's a real badge of honour, I would say, to to ever have worked there. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there, started up my own. You know, and and just helping brands be more famous and be busier. That's pretty much what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how long have you been doing your own thing now, Mark? Uh, I left Pret 2013 January. So what's that? Nine, nine years, nine years, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and in that time, I started an agency with a couple of great friends, uh, James and Leo, who used to be my creatives all the way through my career, and we built it to twenty people just off Oxford Street. It was like a, you know, over a million pound business. You know, we did really well, but it just got too big for me. You know, like I ended up running the business and not doing the work, and I really like doing right. the work. It's the work is the passion. Yeah, so I think if I ever had a restaurant or lucky enough to have a restaurant, I couldn't have 80. You know, I could have two that were quite close to each other and that would be it, you know. So, yeah, so uh, I left Spectacular. It's still going strong, you know, Um, and the guys are doing a great job. And then, yeah, I just started up my own called Supersonic and I just thought, well, funnily enough, we're, we're speaking today on... Uh, the anniversary of Supersonic, the Oasis single being released in 1994. Right. Um, so that that was a big inspiration to call it Supersonic um, and too much Sonic Hedgehog and all that. But I actually was lucky enough to have my personal brand DNA done by, it's almost like getting your tea leaves read, I suppose, in the, in the brand world. But uh, my mentor, a guy called Robert Bean, so Robert did, you know, worked on BT, it's good to talk, Ultimate Drive Machine, BMW, what else? Power of Dreams, Honda, and all this. And he's he's been my mentor for most of my career. And Robert taught me uh, an amazing brand process, so he used that on me. And where he got to was Rocket Booster. So you, you boil a brand or a person down to two words, and he just said, if you strap you to something, someone, it will go forward at pace in a you know positive trajectory. So he left me with that thought. We were in Soul House and Dean Street, and uh, he left me with that thought. So I kind of got to searching Google, and I was like, Rocket Booster, Rocket Booster. And when I put in Rocket Booster into Google Images, the supersonic fighter jets came up, you know, with the sonic boom around them. Right, yeah. And then I started looking at URLs and having a think, and I was like, God, that really works. And I suppose I wanted to go one better than Spectacular, which was our name of the agency. And I thought supersonic feels stratospheric, you know. Um, and also I got this nice wee brand line from someone that I, I, I worked with, Charlotte, and she said it should be make your brand boom beneath it, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. So that's what we did. And then, yeah, here we are. Um, but I think not in a big-headed way, but a lot of people just know me as me and wouldn't know my company, you know. Right. So it's a kind of... You know, sometimes people come across the company. Sometimes it's just a oh, Scottish Marco sort, you know, sort of thing. You know, it just depends. Scottish Marks. But yeah, that's it. Well, that's 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 a more favourable thing I've been called. Yeah, but it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the and obviously you have the podcast uh, as well, which is mm-hmm. um, you you took a, a little hiatus, um, mm. which I think comes to us all at some some point. I had to take mm. a break after eighteen months of. You've done really weekend. well. Yeah, you've you've got so many episodes, Joe. You've done a great job. Yeah, no, the well, it's it's um, I just enjoy talking to people. So it's great. Uh, that yeah, and you know, and, and my thinking as to why I started this podcast was all all about much the same principle as to why you founded Hospitality Rising, which we'll obviously mm. talk about shortly. Sure. I promise you. That's I know that's, a, that's like the third promise I've said that. <laughs> is that I you know I. I I just got sick of hearing all of the negative stuff that comes out about the industry. And that's the stuff that hits the headlines all the time. And you never hear anything about the good stuff. And yet as a recruiter, and I talked to so many people all day, every day, I'd see nothing but good stuff, you know, with the odd, you know, idiot thrown in for, for good measure, but that's the same of any, any walk of life. And so I just thought, well, what could I do to that? And the podcast was quite an easy route really to, just start talking to good people uh, yeah. about the reasons why 
people should come into this industry. And, you know, and I, I think I would do it anyway because I enjoy doing what I'm doing and that's that's wonderful. But actually then to get access to people like you who are doing, you know, massive, uh, this is a massive thing that you've got uh, in your head. Uh, well, it's not even in your head anymore. It's it's happening. It's going, yeah. it's moving forward. So take us back to the moment whereby you, you just woke up one day or you some, you were walking past something or whatever it was that that said to you, do you know what? I have this idea that I think we could do something about this. Yeah. So I think it's been a cumulative thing over a long time. So the, the full story, without boring you too much, but the full story really goes back further than the moment of when it actually you know, sort of came about. So if we go back before uh, lockdown, if we can remember by that long, it was one of the few days before lockdown, and I was, not to name drop it in, but I was in the Savoy for lunch at one of these, it was an allergen summit. And uh, right. I'd been Obviously. asked along as, yeah, I, I, was, I, I think I was there just to kind of look talk about a marketing context. You know, I think it'd been pulled together by Forth or one of these, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it was Forth, actually. So anyway, it was an odd time because we were all doing the sort of Wuhan elbow greetings and all that jazz at the, at the time, you know. So it was an odd one, but then some people were still hugging and, you know, it was bizarre. So anyway, what happened was I was in the room and across from me was Kate Nichols from UKH. And, you know, Kate and I know each other a bit and we end up on a Friday night talking about the Manic Street features on Twitter or whatever. So that's kind of like our, our main Obviously. relationship. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. You know, we're always talking about music. But yeah. when we're having a wee chat over the table well, before it was all starting and we talked about this very thing but at the time, it wasn't there's a hospitality recruitment crisis. It was a chef crisis that's been there for a long time. But anyway, yep. we were just having this wee separate conversation across the table. And then I don't know who said it. It was Kate or me, maybe Kate. And she said something about the army be the best, but for hospitality. That, you know, could we get together as an industry and, and do this, you know? And, and so... That was the extent of it. And then I think we had to start the chat and that was it. But I went straight up to Leeds after that to see Martin Wollstonecroft at ARC and I was finishing up uh, some stuff for him. And it was in my head. And anyway, that was that. And then lockdown happened. Everything happened that happened. I then tried to do a bunch of free stuff to try and help the industry because I, I had no work. You know, being yeah. frank, I, I burnt through my savings and, you know, caused all sorts of problems. But I thought I'll try and keep productive and, not just sit and watch The Sopranos over and over or whatever. So yep. did all that. And then just in 2021, 6th of May, so almost you know a year to the day, a tweet went out from somebody kind of high up in hospitality. And it said, we've got to get to the root cause of this crisis that's coming. And it was linked to a BBC article about this recruitment crisis. And we all knew it was coming. But it hadn't landed just yet. So anyway, I wasn't even drinking at the time. I'd given up drink for six months. And uh, I just had a rush of blood to the head that night. And I just thought, I can help with this. Because this is a brand problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, being honest, if we really look at ourselves, there's a product problem too, by the way. You know, not all operators, but a large percentage of are not, doing the right thing by their people yeah. and it's not the best career to be in for a load of reasons that people know about it's very public so anyway i started thinking well what if we could look at it like the skoda issue and we could improve the product and we could improve the ad you know the, the perception out there so started thinking about that and i wrote to the, the person said look i think i've got the answer here and i think we can solve this you know if we get a group of us together so anyway not much came back and then I was thinking right I'm going to have to kind of do this on my own a bit you know with a bit of support and then basically I got the, the board together so I thought what's going to give this gravitas because no one in HR knows who I am and it's the HR people I'm really trying to go after here and their budgets and whatever and why are they going to trust me so yeah, sure. I then 
a team sheet together and it was Kate Nichols, Emma McClarkin at BBPA, Stephen Alton at the uh, BII, it was John at Butlins, Nick at Loungers, Peter Martin, Jill at Hit Training. So I just had this sort of mega list yeah, who's of who? superstar board of every vertical you could possibly think of. Yeah. And I just thought, right, let's get them together and let's see what they're saying. So I then, uh, that was one angle of it. Then the other side of it was, well, if we're going to do this advertising campaign, we need money. So I needed the board to help me get the message out and get funding. And then there was a crucial moment about funding, which was James Nye at Angling Country Inns. And James came in, he just finished his MBA, and he says, look, I've got a bit of spare time. You know, do you want some help? Uh, oh, great. So he said, pricing, you need to price this at £10 per head, £10 per employee plus VAT per operator. And he goes, that means that everyone can play. So the small independent pub that's got four staff, all the way to, you know, the the big multinational. Multinational, yeah. Yeah. So we then did a slight tweak in that scorecard so that if you've got 30,000 staff, then there's a sliding scale. It does come down for you a wee bit, you know, just to try and make it fair. So anyway, that was it. And then I thought, right, well, we need an ad campaign. So in my head, this is the, this is where my thinking's at now. And it was roughly there at the time. So now I'm talking about a lot, and I've started meeting people on this as well. How can we build the new hospitality? So that's my kind of big lofty thought. Beneath that then is the vision, which is, so I guess the purpose is that. The vision then would be, how can we make hospitality, or, you know, or sorry, the vision would be to make hospitality one of the most admired careers of choice, jobs or careers of choice in the UK. And then beneath that, the mission is we need to get more people to consider and more people to recommend working in hospitality. Because at the moment, what you've got, Phil, right, you've got 400,000 vacancies. You've got 42% of people want to leave hospitality, which is the biggest leave rate of any industry. Then you've got no more people coming into the country and then on top of that, you've got one in five people only would consider working in hospitality and two in five would recommend to someone else. So you put all that together. Jeez, oh, it looks bad. Yeah, you know, it's not enough. No, it's no good. So I then thought, well, if we go to the marketing side of the brain, we need to change the funnel. So what's the awareness at? What's the consideration at? What's the conversion at? What's the retention at and what's the advocacy at? Just classic marketing funnel stuff. So I went out to the top 20 agencies of all time. And what I was thinking about was when I was at Pret, we did things right, right? And that's why Pret are so good. They spent the money. And this is not a slight on anyone in hospitality. Most businesses I've worked for, worked with, they nickel and dime everything. How cheap can I get this for, right? Yeah. And that's not the way. It's not the way. So with Pret, what was I'll give you a couple of examples. One of them was I get tasked with how can we make our stores, shops, sorry, shops, um, look incredible in the windows. So visual merchandising in the windows. So what people would go to a lot of the time is I, I'm doing it for dramatics, but what people would go to in hospitality would go, oh, I've got my mate that, just does a bit of graphic design and most, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right, forget that. Pret's, the prep way is you go, who does the best windows in the world? And you start there, you know? Yeah. So you go to Fortnum and Mason, you go to Harrods, you go to Selfridges, and you talk to the people that do their windows. And all right, it'll cost you some money, but people will see that and notice it, you know, liberties, whatever. The other one is, See, when I did the, my Christmas campaign, which until lately was one of the most successful ones, charity-wise, and made the most money, we went round the shops, and we had, it was all about raising five pence per sandwich at the time, and we had mobiles on the ceiling and the, the roofs of the shops uh, hanging down, and it was, um, you know, five peas into snowflakes, you know? 
And also, we had went for the middle tier vinyl that wasn't optically clear in the window, so you could sort of see it was vinyl in the window. And this is a testament to the man, Clive Slee, right, uh, who's away now uh, from Pret. And, and still involved, you know, advising, but, he, you know, he was just unbelievable. So you went and walk, walked around with him, and he would go, have you spent enough here? You know, you need to double the amount you've spent on the mobiles. You know, because we do a few test shops first, see how it looked. And that was the other thing, you know, the, the planning was out this world. You know, you were, you were marketing six, nine months out. You know, the, you, it was amazing. And then right. the other thing he said was, what's the most optically, you know, is that the best vinyl you could have got? No. What's the best that? Right, do it. And it's just that mentality, you know, and, and the mentality of karma and the mentality of you'll get it back. So anyway, I had that mentality and I wrote to the top 20 agencies of all time. Uh, in the UK, advertising agencies. And I wrote to them all and said, look, I need your help on this problem. And a lot of them come back and said, look, we're too busy. Some come back and said, yes, once you've got the money. Some come back and said, we've actually not got enough staff ourselves." So I thought, well, I don't want you. Right. Um, you know, yeah. you kind of get your own. <laughs> so then I had this brilliant piece of luck where the John Lewis original team took a meeting with me and they were so helpful but they just kind of they would have needed the money to do it and I can understand that so it was a shame and I love to have had them included then what happened was a guy called Dougie Julian Douglas got in touch who actually as a side job as well as leading BCCP one of the big agencies invented um, or was a co-inventor of Lucky Voice the karaoke place okay so basically um, Dougie came along and says look don't go with us as an agency because, you know, we need money and all that. We can get to that. What you need to do is come along with us at the IPA. So Dougie's just started to look after as president a group called the Intern... Uh, was it the IPA? So it's the Institute of Practitioners for Advertising. And he says, we've got a new initiative within this which cracks social problems for free. We see you as a social problem because if you know, restaurants are closed and you kind of get a coffee and whatever. It's a first world problem, albeit, but it's going to have a massive knock-on effect on communities, jobs, everything. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it was great. And then so he says, look, we'll give you 350 grand worth of free help. I'll bring you the best team to work on this and we'll crack the problem. So he brought me Rory Sutherland, who's one of the, sort of best think thinkers in the world. You know, he's uh, one of the foremost behavioural economists in the world. He brought us the Army's lead creative, uh, lead brand strategist for recruitment, which obviously that was what we had wanted the whole thing to be, was be the best, the Army. So yeah. Matt Waxman, he brought his VCCP anyway, so Meerkats, O2, Domino's, etc. Then he also brought his Google's lead creative agency to do the creative. We've got the Navy's lead uh, recruitment's research team are going to do all the, the research for the recruitment. And then also on top of that, we've got the UK's defence recruitment lead now, who also worked in the Army campaigns, is coming in to help us. So when you And we've got an amazing TikTok agency, amazing media planning agency. I mean, it's unbelievable. So when you put it all together, when you look at the Army analogy, it's as if Nolan Liam Gallagher rock up to be in your Oasis tribute band. Do you know what I mean? Like you just you just can't believe it. <laughs> so we're, we're so lucky. So that that's the team. And then we went out and did some research. And so it's been lighter research. We need to do more. But the research they come back said things like young people are bored of being bored, obviously, naturally. So hospitality being a more sociable job is is a huge thing. Then on top of that we did some interviews and one wee chap said I'd rather work nine hours in this, you know, restaurant bar he was working in than four hours in a call centre. So it was like, well, that's interesting. And then a lot of the feedback really was, you know, summarised and you can say whatever you want about hospitality, but you can't say it's boring. So, yes, it's long hours. Yes, it's hard work. Uh, the pay thing, actually, I think we need to change perceptions on that. Yes, it's a fast-track career if you want it. I think... The industry needs to stop being so obsessed about careers because it, that's not what everyone wants, you know. Although they, a lot of the industry will say, "Oh yeah, 
you want to, everybody wants to go, your reward for working hard on the floors to get to the boardroom, that's not true. You know, your mm-hmm. reward for working hard on the, in the kitchens to then become the GM, that's not true either. So I think we need to think about it. And this was Alison at Buzzworks up in Scotland came out with this, which was we need to think about hospitality being for a reason, for a season or for a lifetime. And it's not necessarily the lifetime all the time, you know? It might be that somebody just needs some cash. It might be that it's flexible for them whilst they're studying or they want to be a comedian or a triathlete or, you know, yeah, or it is just summer season or whatever. So, you know, I think from that perspective, we need to change that. Yeah, so so that's all coming together. Then we've got two routes now. One is live fast, work young, which is all about, you know, sort of being an active rebellion against the nine to five and all that kind of stuff being fun and fast-paced and all these things. And then the other one's local legends, which is, you know, you'll get recognised and feel good uh, if you work in a local pub or bar or hotel or whatever, and people recognise you and there's that cachet and kudos that goes with that. But I think we still need to keep mining, you know, away at the, the, at the insight to get the right creative. I think, you know, the two things that we've got, you could run tomorrow, but I just want to make sure it's absolutely 100% right. And then just on the fundraising side, we're at 600 grand uh, now, 400 grand to go to, you know, get to a sort of meaningful level of investment. But I think even 600, we'll be able to do something, you know, meaningful and, and memorable. Yeah. But now uh, the focus is now moving to sponsors. So your Cokes, your Pepsis, your Heinekens, your Asahis, your Coors, your Molson Coors or whatever. And you know, all these types of people, Bartley Card, whoever, you know, we need to get them to come in because my feeling really is if you're a supplier or an investor or whatever and you've made a penny out of hospitality, I sort of feel in our darkest yeah, days we should be given back. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, if, if a pub's closed two days a week um, and there's 400 pubs in that group, that's a lot of Coca-Cola, Pepsi, not getting sold, for yeah. example. So Absolutely. I think it's all, um, everyone's got skin in the game, I think. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's uh, quite comprehensive. And I suppose the, the the thing around that is that you highlighted at the beginning that this is a, it sounds like you started out with this idea around trying to attract more people in, but actually it's one piece of the jigsaw. Yeah. Your vision is evolving into something even bigger than that, but mm. it's kind of a one step at a time scenario. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, I was out with Tom at Pizza Pilgrims lately and, and also Phil at, at Honest Burger and, and they're so tuned into this. And and I don't think it's my job really or my place to try and fix everything. You know, I think it's, um, as you say, there's many pieces to this puzzle and what I'd love to get is almost the full applicant journey written down and then at each point, who's the lead person? And it needs to be one you know, I think we've got a lot of, in hospitality, there's four or five people trying to do the same thing. And we need to clean all that up and, and just have agreement. I mean, there can be committees behind it and whatever, but it's just kind of having that point person all the way through. And, and you know, yeah, I think as time's going on, you've for a few shower moments or whatever where you have that eureka thing and you go, actually, yeah, I think this is about the new hospitality. And I think, at my age and, and a lot of our age, you know, at 45 and the, the other people that are around me, you know, maybe five five or so years either side, it's kind of our, we are becoming the elders now, you know? Yeah, and, I know. <laughs> and, and, and we, you know, which is bad, you know, I'm looking at my grey beard in the camera here, but, you know... Yeah, we, that's we, why we, I stay we, head on. It's all the grey hair. <laughs> but I think from that perspective, you know, it's our duty now to... To, to have a hand on it, you know, and, and, and guide it because the people that saw us through and, and have made it a better place than it was, hopefully, when they are leaving the, the industry and, and retiring and whatnot, I think we, we're up next. And and I think yeah. it's all of us, you know, I think it's well at Hawksmoor and, you know, and, and you know, you know, Shimmel at Deschum and it's, it's all of these, you know, across the board, we're, we're the next generation that's got to, We've got to look after it now. It's ours soon, so it's about getting ready for that. And yeah. and also the the mentality of the under thirties has changed so much. You know, we can't continue to just offer the same, be the same, do the same, 
it's it's got to change. It's ripe for change uh, across the board, and that's you know another thing I'm sort of getting really itchy about is the HR process. You know the the HR process is currently that we've got is not fit for purpose. You know when you hire someone in that's got has seen an ad on TikTok, let's say they've got a fifteen second attention span, and you're going to ask them for a cover letter and a CV like absolute dad at the disco behavior so it's a bit like what can we do here to just you know we can't rip up everything at the same time because then it'll be an absolute chaos you know but i think as you go along that pipe you start to go well if we're spending let's say 300 grand on tiktok and we drive millions of people to this website and then they bounce then we've, we've wasted a lot of money. So we do need to work with the Gen Z agencies we've got on board and the TikTok agencies, et cetera, and listen to them. And some of the, you know, because I'm a 45-year-old guy, you know, what do you, although I think I'm 15, you know, my stupid trainers and whatever, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm past that. You know, what do I know really? I mean, I've got a sense of it, but what do I know really? So we've got yeah. to listen to them. And one of the great things is a, is a social media agency called Antler that I've been using for recruitment stuff on TikTok and they've been wildly successful. They came back and, and I was saying to them about timing and I said, look, if we end the fundraise at the end of May, let's say, and then we get into market and we do the ads and then it'll be another three months, they're like, we can go the next day. And you're like, what? They're saying, we can go the next day. And then I'm saying, yeah, but that's getting into summer and people are on holidays and they're like, that's exactly the time to do it. Whereas traditional marketing would say, if folk are in holiday, don't bother them, right? But right. they're saying, if folk are in holiday, Gen Z, they're on their phone 24-7 anyway. Yeah. So in you, fact, yeah. they're even even more so when they're on holiday. So they're like, that's exactly the thing to do. So we're, we're getting acclimatised to that sort of thinking as well. And, and I'm, I'm open for trusting them because, as I say, you've got to respect them. They're two 24-year-olds, right? But... They know what they're doing. They've got millions of followers between them on on TikTok. Like they're, they're, they they know the game. So yeah, you you've got to trust them, and you know you, it's your it's your responsibility to be the you know the catalyst for it happening. But you've got to just light the touch paper and step back. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it certainly sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. You're bringing all of these different creatives together from lots of different places bringing them all together for the same kind of message. I can imagine that, that that's, that's been a, a, an interesting process for you to, to go through. But, you know, ultimately marketing comes down to education, right? You're educating someone, either the end user or the, or the product, into what the end user wants or what's wrong with the product at the moment. And it sounds like you've, just, you've applied a pretty simple logic to that process, really, for what we've got to achieve next. Yeah, I mean, it, it was fairly, I mean, obviously I've kind of done it for 20 years or whatever, but I think what really helped my thinking, I've, I've just came off the back of two mini MBAs uh, with Marketing Week that anyone can do, you know, you just pay your money and do it. But it's by Mark Ritson, who's, you know, just top two professors and in, in, that are alive at the moment, you know. And, uh, and from that, it just gave me a little bit of extra confidence on the order of play, and the discipline of it all. So it was just a nice reminder to do it. I mean, it's not like you went into it not knowing it, but it just really kind of clicked together and galvanised some of the things you maybe always thought, or you thought, actually, I usually do that third and I should do it second. And so it's just, that's been really helpful. And also, like, back to my younger years, you know, at lastminute.com and Bartley Card, I mean, you were spending budgets of 20, 30 million pounds, and this, this is how it works. You have a huge agent, you know, you've got 10 different agencies that do 10 different things and your job as the marketing director or senior brand person or whatever it is, you're the conductor of the orchestra, right? So you're the one that is there. To, so you'll know a little about a lot rather than deep in one area. So you can get away with challenging each enough that you'll get the best out of them. But mm. in your head, you can see how it will all come together. Um so yeah, that's that's just been my my job for all these years. Really, is 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 being that person that that brings teams together to to do great things. Hopefully, so yeah, that I mean that that that's been the super fun bit. And also the people I'm working with. I mean, some of them, most of them, are absolute rock stars to me. You know, it's like real 
I'm just fanboying on the whole thing, sitting there going, yeah. I can't believe I've got this talent at my disposal and I'm the client, you know? It's it's quite a privilege, really. So, yeah, hugely respectful of them and their time and, and all the rest of it, you know? Yeah. But I, I think when it comes to, to things like that, going, this is kind of coming back to your prep mentality, I would imagine. That, that's, that was probably drilled into you at that point, is, is that if we're going to do something truly spectacular, we mm. can't be focused on penny pension basically we've got to go and find the best people for the job yeah you know whatever in whatever form that looks like and um and actually you know by breaking it down into the various different sections because you're right i'm i'm with you i'm 44 years old so we're of exactly the same generation mm. it definitely would not be for me to go and lead a tiktok campaign on anything mm. you know but you've got to get the people who know that because that's absolutely ripe and out there right now and that's what you know the the generation coming through are constantly in their in their phones about but we need to you know as you said as an industry we need to change we've got to stop trying to fit generations into a way of doing something we've got to change our thinking to the generations because we can't get a whole generation to change their way of doing stuff no, it, it, it's it's tough. I mean, I think as I'm getting older, I'm a lot more into research and listening to people. You know, I think when I was younger, I was a lot more gung-ho and I was a lot more, you know, I know best and whatever. And I think, you know, it's just kind of youthful arrogance, I suppose. But the, this whole problem could be solved in, in three ways, really. And one is talking to the people that haven't considered yet more importantly, talking to the people on the inside, you know, I mean, I get some snipes on Twitter and, and Instagram and, and LinkedIn and whatever, you know, from people, you know, behind accounts and things like that, you know, slagging it off and saying, you're putting the money in the wrong place. We've, we've got to treat people better and pay them more and, you know, treat them with respect. And, and I totally agree. But I think what we're hoping with in this campaign and also, just a reminder as well, I mean, none of us are getting a penny for this, right? So, you know, there's there's a few chats I've had with people who have been like, oh, how much are you making out of this? And it's like, nothing at all. You know, it's like, I mean, foolishly, I've, this has turned into my hobby. But, you know, from that perspective, it's like, you know, I can understand why the industry's getting the, the flack it's getting, but we've got to change it somehow. And I, I kind of feel like if there was this big sum of money that said was going into the inside of hospitality only and you were doing nothing else. I just feel like it's almost feels like a government fund. You know, when you hear 1.6 billion is going into defence and you don't really see anything out of it, you know? I just yep. wonder if that would kind of disappear. But what I guess we're trying to do is if we can get investment from the best employers in the industry and we shine a huge light on them and what they're doing, hopefully that means they'll get their share of the people applying anyway. But on top of that, it will actually get the other people, you know, that maybe aren't acting as good as they could be to sort of, you know, come up to the, the mark, you know, and, and yeah. almost they'll be the outliers eventually. So I think it's a two-way thing. I think it's a, a channel tunnel thing. I don't think it's dig from one end or dig from the other. I think it's the two things meeting in the middle. The worst thing we can do, obviously, is put out an ad campaign that then, you know, makes a promise and then the promise isn't kept. I mean, that's the worst. But I think we'll quickly get to, right, who are all the key people within the chain? And we would, it would be amazing that, you know, Hospitality Rising could be like a, a kite mark of some description that only the great employers, you know, get that. And it's, you know, measured and all these things. And it's not just, you know, tick box stuff, you know, it's real forward thinking employers, mm. you know, but once someone gets a job, how can there be a British standard for some, how someone's welcomed into that job or, you know, so there's all, I mean, there's so many things, but I'm, I'm excited with some of the meetings I've taken with, you know, some of the more forward thinking operators. I mean, I think if we could all get in a room and start them up this new hospitality out, I think it could be, really really exciting you know i think it could be great for everyone yeah but this is this is a start and i've said it many times we're putting the wings on the plane as it's going i mean and and there's never going to be a right time to say everything in hospitality is perfect therefore 
We should go. It's the same as the army, right? The army ads don't show you you might get shot. Do you know what I no, mean? So indeed. For, for, you know, so yeah, there's 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 hard work. Yeah, there's some places that aren't as good as they could be. We get all that, but if we can just work with the people that are doing it right, at least we'll be able to sleep at night going well. We've shown those people in the best light. We've guided people to apply to work with them, and then hopefully they'll get a job with them. That's a start, you know. And if we can move that consideration from one in five to two in five, that's a huge big deal that's as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, that, that's that's well, it's a whole pipeline of people that was not there before. Yeah. And that's uh, a massive thing. Uh, that army uh, thing just flashed into my head there around that thing they used to do about the Royal Marines. It's a state of mind. You might have it. Yeah. I always remember answering that that advert going, I definitely don't have it. I no, definitely... no, no, thanks. No, I, can't, I, can't, I can't swim. So, yeah, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, the um, what? so what's... What's next for you with this? What what you it's it's all about the fundraise at the moment. I'd imagine that's pretty much where the 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 main focus is. Yeah, real head down on that. So I'm just I'm looking up to my right here. I've got a massive post-it note stuck on my wall with uh, with all the list. So basically, um, thirty days to go as of the eleventh of April, or thirty one days to go. So it's going to be exciting to see you know just the the rest of it come in. Hopefully, because I think this is almost going to be this last orders at the bar thing right. where, you know, hopefully we go, right, fundraising's ending and then a few people, people go, oh, God, I've not got around to filling in my form or whatever. So I think that'll help. Also, our big focus is on supplier sponsors right now. So the biggies, you know, we've got supplier packages that are around 10 grand a month. But considering you would feature in the TV ads and TikTok ads and all these things, you know, it's actually not that big a media spend really. And that would be for the 12 months. So, yeah, so we're just kind of focusing on that right now. And then over and above that, we need to start getting the creative team ready to go, you know, starting sort of May 13th, really. And then I, I, I need to, it was something James and I said to me uh, from England Country Inns. I mean, basically, I need to get out of my head that this isn't happening because it is now pretty much. Also, we need to get. I need to get out of my head that the fundraising ends. Like it's just, it's just going to be never ending now. We're just going to be on this continuous sort of loop, you know. Yeah. So I think with with those things in mind, you know, I think it's just about us going ahead. So, so that's the main things, really. Is, you know, at a simple level, is yeah, fundraise done. Whatever we get to, continue fundraise as as after that anyway, just to see what else we can get. And then it is about yeah, getting the getting the creative right and getting it researched and maybe even going somewhere warm to film it, which would be nice. <laughs> no, we won't be, we'll be in the UK. We'll be in the UK. Yeah, um, well, was, so, yeah. We're coming into the warm months. The um, It's uh, it's very warm. Well, apparently the Perth has some of the best sun weather in the in the UK. There you go. To our early conversation. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine up there. But yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. But I mean, we'll be filming in you know, like, uh, you know, hopefully solo houses and refilming in preps and, you know, all different things like that, you know. So, um, no, I'm very, very, very excited about that, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing about the industry, isn't it, is that, the, I mean, there's so many different elements to it that um, uh, if we can get that point across as well, that, that it is, obviously there are places where you start, but actually where this can take you is phenomenal. That's a really good point. And, you know, I think it was... Uh, Kenny I'll send Blair. you the invoice. Uh, Don't worry. Uh, well, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Blair up in uh, Buzzworks up in Scotland. You know he he's been talking about. He's been a great supporter. I really must sort of thank him. But you know he's been talking about start here, go anywhere, which is a real lovely lovely thought as well. But yeah. as I say, the most important thing is we get the right message that has the maximum effect and 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 resonates with the most people. That's that's the plan. You know, because a lot of the time. We show creative or we say what we're doing and, you know, you maybe get a more heritage style brand or older style hotel or something going, oh, that doesn't suit me at all. And it's like, well, it's not really about you. You know, it's about the young person. And then once they come on to the website and they can see all these brands and all these jobs and then they can choose for themselves. And it's about the strength of your brand and it's about your EVP and it's about, you know, the, the page that's maybe, you know, talking about you or, your, you know, once the person clicks through to your website, 
what it looks like as an onboarding application thing. So, you know, you're still a bit of work to do for the brands as well. But mm. basically, I'm hoping that we can just be this huge acquisition partner that can change consideration enough that it will mean, you know, lots of applicants, fresh blood coming into the market and fresh talent because we need that. Yeah. And it's something, you know, William at um, JW Lees is, you know, constantly saying, you know, we're just killing each other. We're just nicking each other's staff, you know, paying them 10 quid more an hour. And then, or somebody else will say, I'll do 12, and then you do it, you know, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. And that, well, that's not sustainable, is it? That's a stick nope. and plaster approach. It's not a, a long term solution. Well, there, there's going to be a point where the costs to eat out are so much, or to get a takeaway or whatever, is so much that the public will turn on us yeah. as well. So we've got to be careful because there's a wall of costs coming through. Everyone's adding as much as they can but the public will start voting with their feet and all of a sudden, you know, they'll not be sympathetic to the hospitality industry after them being so supportive. So mm-hmm. we need to watch that too. Yeah. Yeah. So not a lot to do then. Um, just uh, <laughs> just the odd thing here and there. <laughs> no, but, you know, the key thing is, for me, certainly with something like this, is actually, uh, you know, the people who, who are on the, the inside or outside of things who are pointing fingers and telling you that you should be doing this and you shouldn't shouldn't be doing that? What are they actually doing though? At least you're getting off your, yeah. your backside and you're actually trying to affect something positive, you know. And um, there's we absolutely will not fix this with negativity. We have yeah. to be focusing on the the lighter touch elements of this, and you're backing it all up with you know robust research and uh, and things like that. Then you know. I salute you and, you know, anything that this humble little show can do to support, it will will always do it. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, it's, it's just been the right time for me as well, you know, with a wee bit of spare time in my hands and stuff like that as well. So it's it's been a good for me to get stuck into it. So, you know, I've I've really enjoyed doing it. I, I, don't, I don't think I realise the enormity of it, but I'm glad that I don't because I would never have started it and I would be yeah. getting vertigo right now. So, you know, I, I get comments quite a few times where people are going, do you realise like how much you've, you know, bitten off? And it's like, I'm probably better off just not worrying about that too much. You know, it's just like, in its most simplest form, what's the maximum I can raise? How can I then credit everyone for being part of it? How can I display them in the best way in the applicant journey and and in the content and the advertising? And then how can we measure it well to show that it's had an effect? I mean that's pretty much it at a, at a high level. Yeah. And I just don't want anyone coming back to me next year and saying, you know, you sort of didn't deliver on what you said. So, I mean, the the amount of will from me and the creative team to to smash this is off the charts you know we have to because my reputation I mean it's quite a foolish thing to do really my reputation as a marketer in front of the entire hospitality industry (laughs) is about to be played out yeah 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 yeah. no no you've definitely um you've definitely put yourself out there for uh for judgment for for sure but do you know I, I I think the thing for me though I mean I I hope for success of course but success or failure it's the the intention is there for all to see, and you know that that comes from a nothing but a place of good uh, mm. from you. And all our uh, we've not known each other for that long, but you know at, at the end of the day, you're doing everything that you can and within your power, and you're going outside of the areas where you don't have power or knowledge, you know, to bring in that knowledge and and get the best possible team together. You know, ultimately, what more can you do? You know, and there's always more money to be made and there's always more money that can be thrown at something. But ultimately you've got to go with what you've got and managed to achieve. And actually what you've achieved so far is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm, I'm just terrible for always wanting more, but, um, but yeah, I think, um, I think what we've done, not many have done, you know, in terms of getting 600 grand out of thin air. So that's not bad, but yeah, to be honest, I just can't wait for this bit to be over and, for the for the creative to start, you know, I'm I'm just I'm really excited to get going on that because that's going to be a joy. I mean, I've not been yeah. involved in big advertising for a wee while, and I'm itching itching to get going. So it'll be fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, but that's good. You know, you should have some enjoyment with this as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, do you know, it's funny, um, Rory Sutherland, uh, the, the sort of behavioural economist guy, he was on my podcast a wee while ago, and he said something great. And I, I hadn't really thought about it in this way, but he said what he does is he says yes to as many things as he can, podcast, speaking, writing, whatever. And he says it's all about increasing your surface area. And I thought that's a good thing, you know. So even if this does go, you know, maybe not as well or whatever, you've certainly increased your surface. I mean, the amount of great people I've got to meet out of this has just been, you know, people I've got no business. I mean, you know, the other week there, you know, Nick Jones from Soul House, you know, got in touch. I emailed him about something and and he says, oh, do you want me, do you want to come and see the new club in Brighton and have a wee sneak preview? And now I'm kind of in touch with him and, you know, and, and now they're, they're, they're looking to invest pretty much. So, I mean, you just can't believe the, the luck. And so I think a lot of the time it's easy to just put your head down and do the work that you're doing and, you know, all the rest of it. But doing something like this, as you're saying, that comes from a good place, they you put yourself out to the universe, all that kind of cheesy stuff. But see the amount of goodness that's coming back. Like, I've, I've never seen anything like it in my life, you know, just in yeah. terms of, you know, all, all things, new friends, new contacts, new business, new ideas, new whatever. Oh, it's just a wonderful thing. So I can't recommend it enough. And I'm, all, I'm sad I haven't done more charitable stuff in the past, you know, so I'll definitely yeah. be keeping on going with it. And, you, well, you know, that uh, mentality has its roots firmly in a hospitality mindset, right? I mean, mm. you know, that, that's you just doing it in a different form, but ultimately... You know, I, I, the, there's loads and loads of psychology around the the good feel effect of giving, and yeah. uh, you know, and how often that comes back, you know, tenfold uh, in time. No, I um I think what you're doing is uh, is off the off the scale. I think it's um it's phenomenal. It's absolutely needed, and um yeah, I wish you well with the the next phase for sure. And I'll be watching. I can't wait to see what you come up with, to be honest. I'm really excited about the uh, <laughs> prospect of the creative element. Yeah, see see me falling over in the ice rink. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I, it's going to be amazing. I mean, the, the people we've got around us, I mean, it's not going to fail. You know, they're so good. And, you know, once I've got a bit between my teeth as well, I'll work night and day to make it incredible. And I think that's a lesson we learned on the TikTok campaign for Buzzworks that we did with Antler Social. We ended up getting a thousand applications through from TikTok, you know, for one brand alone. Mm. So when we did that, that's where, although I might not know everything about TikTok, I know a bit, but not everything, that's where your generalist knowledge comes in, where you go, I can see the metrics aren't working here, and I can see TikTok's not delivering on what we expected to and what we paid. And then that's where I'll go, right, daily meetings, we're going to move this style, we're going to make it happen. And then we did, you know, so at the yeah. start, it wasn't looking very good at all, but we worked together. So it's just that. So it's a reassurance for anyone investing that, you know, it's not just investing in, we put on some ads and sit back, you know, it's like we'll be with it every single day, looking at those metrics, sweating them to, to get the maximum effect. And if something isn't working, we'll be agile enough to change it, you know? Yeah. But that's, that's the way it'll be working. So yeah, it'll be good. Great stuff. So if people need to or want to get a hold of you to learn more about it, to help in mm. any way, shape or form, what's the best method for them to do that? Uh, so there's a few really. So um, email would be hello at hospitalityrising.org and also on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. It's at UK. As much as I hate the word hospital, but you, I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it that well. No, I know. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we need a new word for hospitality. I think. So anyway, yeah. so there's that. That's another problem to crack. But um, so there's that. That's the kind of main ways, really. If you're really stuck, Mark at Supersonic Marketing. Yeah. So that's that's the main ways to get in touch, and um, I'll be able to help out. It's me on all those addresses anyway, so not fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, I'm guessing that pr pretty much everyone that works in hospitality in some form of decision-making role has had an email from you at some point um, over the course of the, the last 12 months. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I guess I, that's what you don't know, um, how many people you've you've sort of touched, I suppose. I, I, think, yeah, I think the awareness is out there. I think it's just a lot of people are waiting on a lot of other people. A lot of people are standing back to see 
how it goes and then might jump in. Right. Um, yeah. And then some people are saying, look, we're ploughing our own furrow. And, you know, it's okay. You know, we can't force people to do it. No. But, yeah, so from, from that perspective, it's like every day we're trying to just increase that awareness. Um, we've got daily placement in Propel for the next 30 days. I think that'll do us a really good job. And then, yeah, we, we, we just need to wait and see. I mean, if this was my full-time job, we would have done a better job. Am I the world's best fundraiser? No. Am I really great in detail and all the admin that goes with all this? Not really. So, you know, and, and I've got to thank, you know, as, uh, Fiona and, and Simon and Sudge at, um, and David Sheen at, at UKH, you know, they've all been absolutely amazing, you know, helping and all that stuff. So, yeah, a lot of learnings on how it could go better as well. But, um, of course, yeah, we've yeah. not given it a bad, not given it a bad shot from never having done this before. Absolutely. Good man. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get on your merry way, but I massively no appreciate you taking the time to, to fill us in a little bit more detail on what's going on and where you're at. Not at all. And uh, perhaps we'll do another chat in about six months' time and, and see how it's all progressing. Yeah, or I'll have left town. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got your lair all yeah. sorted out for to retreat to. Yeah. That'll be me. That'll be me. Good man. Yeah, so thank you. No worries at all. Good to chat to you, Mark. Cheers. And there we have it. No doubt what Mark is masterminding is ambitious and potentially game-changing, but nothing positive comes from playing safe, and what he's achieved so far is sensational. Get in touch with Mark now to lend your support. Hospitality needs you. We'll be back, as always, on Wednesday at 8pm, but until then, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.